Welcome. You are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and I am here with my co-host and good friend, Melanie Hudson. Hey, Lori. So happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here. We're going to be talking about a really interesting subject today. We're going to be talking about porn, something that everybody has some experience with, whether it's they're watching it, they're enjoying it, they're having challenges with it, their partner might be watching it and they're not feeling so good about that, their kids might be watching it or they're afraid that their kids are going to watch it. So porn is a really important topic and it's something that, like I said, it's it's ubiquitous in every part of our life when you think about it. It's on mainstream even in some ways, mainstream TV. For example, I just recently watched I guess it's a documentary. It's a show that Lisa Ling does, and I'm not even sure what channel it's on, but she has this show called This Is Life. She's so good. I really like her, and she really does some interesting topics. And so I was watching TV or scrolling through what might be happening, and I saw that she was doing a show about porn, and she called it Porn Ed. And of course, I recorded it, and it was so good, and that's what gave me the idea to do this show. Plus, it's something I hear about not, maybe not daily, but certainly a few times a week in my practice. Either they're having problems with it or they're wanting to know how it might be affecting their sex life or they're worried about their partner or their kids, etc. Uh, do you watch porn? Not these days I don't, but I used to. And I really enjoyed it when I was younger and really super into uh, my lovers and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. I, had, I thought it was uh, an accentuation of our sexuality. But these days, I'm not watching as much porn. Yeah, I mean, it can be enhancing. Mm -hmm. So porn isn't the devil. It's not a bad thing necessarily, but it can wreak havoc on our sex lives and our self-esteem. And so it's something to be cautious about, like many things. I think a lot of things that can be so good can also be so bad. And I don't necessarily like to use those kinds of words like good and bad or have some kind of judgment, but it can be good for us or not so good for us. Kind of like food. Food can be extremely wonderful. We need it to live, but it can also be problematic if we overeat or eat foods that are not good for us. The same thing with alcohol. Uh, So just something to, to think about. And it's really being aware of what the truth is about porn, and that's why we're talking about it. What we need to know, it can be enhancing, like you said. It could be something that can turn you on with self-pleasure, which is how a lot of people use porn, or even in our partner sex, mm-hmm. where we can watch it together and get aroused and have some just some fun. And in my experience, the times that I have watched porn, and I, you know, I certainly have enjoyed porn. It's not something I do on a regular basis. I mean, it's entertaining on a couple of levels. One, it's entertaining because you're watching people have this pretty adventurous sex, and it can be arousing, but it's also kind of funny. I know. Yes, <laughs> yes, to see what we do. I yes. mean, you know, some of the stories and the way that they portray sex, it's it's, it's entertaining mm-hmm. in, in that kind of a way. The old story that once you come, it's you know you don't want to watch it anymore. So most people watch the first <laughs> right. five or ten minutes, and that's yes. pretty much it. And there are different types of porn. There is porn made for women by women that is a little softer, has a little more story, a little more plot. Uh, there is porn that is kind of over the top, I guess, if you could put it that way. Things that we wouldn't actually do. Some people might. And remember, porn is not, and this is one of the things we want to talk about, it's not what real sex looks like. Mm-hmm. And when people think of it as a sex educational <laughs> tool, not so helpful. 
So how would you define pornography? Is there a separation between, you know, the entertainment value versus educational value of watching a person have sex? I'm going to say not educational. It's not meant to be educational. Porn mm-hmm. is meant to be exciting. It's meant to arouse you. It's meant to entertain. So I, I would say don't ever think of porn as something educational. Hmm. That said, I can also say that watching porn together could be a good resource for starting some conversations. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? But again, to remember, it is meant for entertainment, not for education. Now, there is a porn site. Well, it's not a porn site. There is an adult entertainment site, maybe slash educational sex site that we can talk about. Well, there's a few. There's always Mm bettersex.com, and then there is lovingsex.com. Those have some great videos. I've hosted some, uh, but they're educational, and they can give you some good instruction. They're good. There is also a site that Lisa Ling mentioned in her show that is really good. I checked it out. It's called Make Love Not Porn. Oh, Make love, love not porn. It's okay. real couples. So real couples submit their video of them having sex, and it's very real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll notice the difference between that and porn. And it's vetted. So the person who runs the website, she makes sure that the videos are real. There's no fake orgasms. There's no fake anything. There's no performance. It's just a couple having sex. Now, these people, you do pay a, some sort of subscription, and the people do get some kind of a payment. So if you're a couple, you want to do that sort of thing, you can do that. Or you can just subscribe monthly or buy videos. Not buy them, but you can subscribe and watch certain amount of videos. It's pretty affordable and I think great for couples, a great resource for couples to watch. It would be interesting to compare one of those videos, make love, not porn, versus porn. It's very different. So what is it? Is it like no sound? Because part of the excitement of porn, I found, I'm very audio uh, stimulated. I love the sound of wild sex. Yeah, uh, sex having, yes, yeah. I love that. And I don't know if many couples get that wild and crazy with the way they express themselves verbally during sex. And, and so I wonder if I would miss that. Or maybe there are some couples that do scream and yell when they're having sex and some couples don't. Well, or, if they do, it's authentic. In porn, right. it's not so much. Okay. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of acting in porn. Right. It's mostly acting. Mm -hmm. And so when you hear people saying things, and you're not going to hear things in in porn that you hear in real videos, like, ow. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, hey, would it be okay if I, if I do this? Mm -hmm. Things that we should be, we should be saying. That's right. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, if it's needed at the moment that you're not going to hear on porn, it's just much more realistic and can be much more educational because who gets to see real people having sex? Most of us don't. Most of the sex that we see is in mainstream films. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. There's, it's, it is somewhat pornographic. There's some mm-hmm. pretty oh, yeah. explicit sexual stuff going on in mainstream films. And even on TV, there's much more sexual things yeah. going on. And if that's what we see and mm-hmm. porn, again over the top. So we see that and we think that's the way it's supposed to look. Mm -hmm. That's the way we're supposed to look or our partner's supposed to act or we're supposed to act. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to really be feeling really bad about ourselves Mm -hmm. and we're not going to be very good lovers. So we wouldn't learn from the, that wildness to become a better lover. What can you you learn? Well, 
for example, can you, you can learn certain positions maybe when you're watching porn, uh, you know, because I, when I think of a regular couple having sex, it's always missionary or doggy style. But when I think about, um, you know, porn and they're doing these wild positions and they're upside down and legs are looks really exciting and, and entertaining it yes. yes doesn't really necessarily work so great in right. real life you yeah. know and it's funny because i hear a lot of people like oh yeah we need to do more positions uh-huh. so i'm like oh they've been watching porn not necessarily uh-huh. and i've talked about this before where the missionary position is popular for a reason and there are so many different ways to experience the missionary position. Mm-hmm. So, you know, are you on the top? Are you on the bottom? Are your legs together? Are they apart? Are your knees up? Are they down? Are your partner's legs together? Are they apart? Where are you? Are you leaning forward? Are you leaning back? Are you rocking? Are you going in and out? I mean, there's so many. Oh are you on God. your knees or are you n- not? Are you so there's love it? Are you on your forearms? Forearms? You could do a whole show on your... just on missionary position. There's so many different. Oh variations. my God, I didn't think about yeah. it. And the reason why it's popular because it works really well women can get some really good clitoral stimulation with the missionary position if done in the right way and you know doggy style another popular one like you said when people generally have sex those are the two big ones mm-hmm. in the porn and even in mainstream movie sex you'll see a lot of against the wall and right. sitting on chairs yeah. and you know standing up <laughs> upside down like you said and they look it looks interesting Mm -hmm. but doesn't necessarily feel so great you know and a lot of us aren't able to do those kinds of things and if you can and you love it great i'm not saying you shouldn't try new positions that can be fun but to use porn as a model of we should be able to do this or this Mm -hmm. is what sex is supposed to be that's where it's problematic That's where we set ourselves up for feeling bad and being bad lovers. And Mm -hmm. I hear it all the time. Someone will come in and they'll say, oh, yeah, I can tell that my boyfriend, he watches a lot of porn or he's watched a lot of porn in his life. Like, how do you know? Well, he's doing this and he's turning me around and flipping me over and we have to change positions every two minutes. And he's sort of like this performance kind of a thing, right? He wants to come on my face. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh, God. So if and you it, enjoy porn, great. We'll talk about where that might not be so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's not causing you any harm or having any negative impact on your partner's sex, as a matter of fact, it might be enhancing your life in some way, great. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. But make a conscious choice to watch it from a place of this is something that is an asset or mm-hmm. it, it adds to my life as opposed to takes away from it. And also how often you're watching it. So let's talk about when it is not helpful. So it's not helpful when you are using it for education. Mm -hmm. Not good. Here's the other thing. And and Lisa Ling talked about this in the documentary. And it's something that I have talked about on the show that I see often where young men are coming in and not able to get an erection. They aren't able to have an orgasm or they come too quickly and they're just so in their head. And think about it. Guys in their 20s, I think even in their 30s at this point, have grown up with total access to porn. God, right, yeah. And I think the average age that boys and girls, people are watching porn is around 10 or 11. Oh, my god! Some gosh, even younger. so young to be exposed to that. Yes, and scary. Oh, my gosh, yes. And so men are being, one, they're being desensitized. Mm-hmm. 
Like, how exciting is it to see a naked woman, a real naked woman in front of you when you have been watching for hours and hours, months and months, years and years, porn? Right. Yeah. With a certain type of looking person, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily realistic. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're just completely desensitized. You're seeing extreme sexual acts where if you think back when we were younger and for the first time saw, you know, a naked boy or had a first kiss or it was, it was so exciting. Mm-hmm. It was so new. And so they're being desensitized and they're also going to a place of anxiety because they're trying to perform. They're trying to look like the guys that they're seeing or the girls that they're seeing, because girls mm-hmm. have problems too, in the porn innocent. They're trying to emulate what they're seeing in the movies. And they're in their head. Mm-hmm. And when you're in your head and you're feeling anxious, you're not going to be able to enjoy sex. And some people don't even have sex. There are studies that show that people in their 20s or millennials are having less sex than baby boomers did or do even. So it's a whole different world. And it's like anything to know what it is that is working for you and not working for you. And it can be problematic, especially when you feel that you are compelled to do it frequently. When you feel that you would rather watch porn and masturbate than be with a partner, not just any partner, but someone who you really care about and want to have a deep, intimate relationship with. So these are things that we need to talk about and they need to be talked about more. And again, it's not that porn is evil. It's not that porn is bad. And it's not that porn is great and everybody should watch it. It's figuring out what is working for you. And I do believe that for most people, staying away from porn, maybe having it peppered in their life every now and again for something fun or exciting to do alone or with a partner, it can be good Mm -hmm. if it's good for you. But really being able to enjoy physical touch eroticism with someone can be an amazing thing. That's where education would come in handy. If you could do these wonderful videos where it's kind of, it's sexual, it's sexy, Mm -hmm. and it really does offer techniques or sensual ideas to stimulate arousal with your partner and yourself. That would be fun. And that's great. And I don't know that there's even a whole lot of that out there. And if there is, we don't know about it. It's, it's, you know, I guess if you went on the internet and you searched for videos that teach sensuality, you might be able to find some. Yeah. I mean, I want to be able to provide more of that kind of content for people with courses and things. And I'm working on creating some of that right now. I have some great products that I'm working on that are very exciting, which I'll be announcing sometime soon that can help couples with that. Another great resource other than the ones I've mentioned, uh, make love, not porn, bettersex.com and lovingsex.com. Those are great resources, but there's also an audio porn or erotic. I would say, I wouldn't call it porn. I'm going to say audio erotica and it's called Dipsy. It's an app. Mm. (laughs) There's an app for everything. D-I-P-S-E-A. Also, you can get a subscription. It's pretty affordable and I'm not an affiliate, so I don't get paid for talking about these things. I just think they can be really wonderful. And they're all kinds of videos and they're just sounds. 
they're people, I don't think they're real, I think they're actors, but they're people talking about their sexual experiences and their fantasies. You can hear them having sex. Again, I don't oh, think wow. it's, I don't think it's real, um, but it can be pretty arousing mm-hmm. and it's erotic and you can find the kind of stories that you like. You can find the kind of spiciness that you want. Mm-hmm. And so that's an important thing too. So they can be used for arousal and feel kind of safe and fun as opposed to necessarily what you might be watching on your computer. And there are, again, some good resources. You can look up women making porn for women, and there's some better choices there, perhaps. Again, it depends on what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. But if it is something that is taking over your life or negatively impacting your relationship, take a pause. Are you feeling like it's a compulsive behavior? Are you feeling that you are avoiding your partner, having sex with your partner because of some of the messages or we'll say the wiring things that have happened when you have been watching porn? And I like to talk about how porn has all of the the wonderful arousing aspects. It's kind of like pressing on the accelerator of the car, gets you going, right? It's intense. It's erotic. You can find whatever it is you're looking for. You're touching yourself and you're touching yourself in a way that no one else can. So you've got everything that's working, all of the the things that press on the gas pedal going strong. And there's nothing that is getting in the way. There's nothing pressing on the brakes. There's nothing getting in the way of the arousal. Like, am I going to be able to get an erection? Am I going to be able to keep my erection? Am I going to come too soon? Um, Am I turning on my partner? Is she or he liking this? Is my body good enough? Is There's all kinds of things that get in the way when we're actually with a human person. So with porn, we have all of the arousing things, none of the obstacles that get in the way. And then if that's what we've been doing predominantly, and then we go over to have sex with a partner, all of those obstacles, all of those things in our head, all of those break things start happening and we're not having the type of arousal that we did with porn when we've been desensitized mm-hmm. and two, it's not going to be the same as it is, whatever it is that you've been watching. Mm-hmm. So now we have people who aren't enjoying sex. And so then they start to avoid sex and they have sexual needs. So they start to watch more porn. Mm. God, what this is what so people need to understand mm-hmm. that You want to make choices in anything you do, whether it's watching porn or eating or drinking or Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. and make choices that are congruent with what you want in your life, which is what I always talk about. My decisions, right? Make a decision. Make sure it's congruent with what's most important to you and what you really, really want. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that we don't think about. We have all of these enticers whether it's porn or TV or fast food or alcohol or drugs, these things that, oh, it was like this instant gratification and it feels so good and it's so wonderful. But is it? And so we want to make more conscious choices in our life. And porn is one of those things that I think is really negatively impacting many, many, many people, more than we probably even realize at this point. God, that's so sad. Are there statistics? It's like how much porn there is available now versus, you know. I, yeah, I don't know, have any specific numbers, but I'm telling you, it's a lot. It once was said that the you know basically the internet was really created mostly for porn. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> think wow. I mean, we use it for so many things, but porn is big. I can't tell you the exact mm-hmm. percentage, but it's big. And there's a lot of it that's for free, right? but there's also a lot of it that you pay for. There are sites where you can have sex with women and they're in front of their computer, like sex oh, cam kind of stuff. Like yeah. Skype? There's all, ki- there's all kinds of things out there Man. and you can pay for it. You can get it for free. And you just, again, want to be critical and discerning about what you are watching. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want people to know. And if you find that you're watching porn and it's not causing you any problems, great. Enjoy it. Remember, it's not education. It's entertainment. And if it is causing problems, maybe it's time to make some changes. And so you can create some boundaries for yourself about when or how or if you're going to watch porn. And if you find you're having trouble and you feel that it has become a compulsive behavior and you feel like you're not in control, you are in control, but it doesn't feel like you're in control, then get some help. There's a lot of people who are trained to help with compulsive disorders, sexual included. There are people who call it an addiction. I don't, but I do believe that it can be a compulsive behavior and it can negatively impact your life in some pretty big ways. So if you do need help, get some help. Find a specialist, find somebody who really does work with this. You could go to asect.org, A-A-S-E-C-T.org and find a certified sex therapist. Uh, You can go look for what compulsive sexual behavior. There are some good resources out there. Well, that's fantastic to know. And this has been a really fantastic subject, especially these days. So I'm glad we're talking about it today. Yeah, me too. And if you have a chance and you can find it on your TV on demand or something, it's a really good show to watch. The Lisa Ling Life It's called Porn Ed, and they have some men in recovery talking about their experience. And it's it's enlightening. And I just want everybody to be living their best life, being their best self, and having the best sex that you can have. It's one of those wonderful things in life when it's going well. And if it isn't, if we're having challenges, if we're having any kind of problems, it can really negatively impact our life in a very big way our own self-esteem, as well as our relationships, like I said before. So I I hope that you're listening to this and finding some other ways to think about porn or your own behaviors, and just to be conscious, that's all. And think about those other sites. You can also read erotica. I believe that fantasies and things that excite us sexually – can be wonderful for our life, wonderful in how we feel, wonderful in our relationships. There's ways to experience those kinds of things without watching porn or watching it in a way that feels good for you, that works for you. So that's the truth about porn. You know, we have to figure out why are so many kids going to the to the porn sites? Why are they so attracted to this? I guess it's human nature to want to watch somebody have sex. It's very provocative. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And imagine if you're 10, 15 years old and you've never seen a naked body or anyone having sex, which, again, most of us don't see live people other than ourselves having sex. It's incredibly seductive and provocative and exciting. Yeah. You know, the first time I ever had an orgasm, I was 15 or 16. I was a late bloomer. And I, a friend of mine had a magazine. It was a porn magazine. Like Hustler or? 
it was explicit sex. So yeah. it was like one of these super X, X-rated magazines that you would get from behind the curtain of the old X-rated <laughs> bookstore. And it and there were just a, there was a couple and they were having sex and they were doing different positions. But I could see the erect penis going into the vagina, and I was like, "What? This is wild!" I could barely believe my eyes. But you got aroused. I not only got aroused, I had an orgasm. Of course, at the time I didn't know what it was, but it was a spontaneous orgasm. So you weren't even touching clit, yourself. Nope. Wow. I was so stimulated by seeing this, and I think there's something primal. There has uh, about to be right. Watching people have sex, yeah. And so that was a memory. And so, yeah, you're right. That's something that's that's attractive to people. And is so. Why is I wonder why it is that people are so attracted to it that they can't stop watching it. They can't stop looking at it. What yeah. compulsive? They could be, look at it compulsively because of all the things you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's it is really exciting. It's fun. It's easy. It's really convenient. You know, a lot of the men I've talked to who have what they call compulsive sexual activity or behavior, a lot of times when I say, well, what is it? When is it that you find yourself wanting to masturbate? They use or watch porn. They say, it's when I'm bored. Hmm. There you go. Well, I mean, it's amazing how many men actually say that. I'm like, huh. So, <laughs> I mean, I think that's probably true. It may not be the whole story, mm-hmm. but a lot of things, yeah, nothing else to do. Well, what, you know, what else? What could be better? I mean, really, you're bored. What are you going to do? If you don't have anyone to go out with or do something with, yeah, you could watch TV or read a book, but that doesn't sound nearly as much fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we need to create a society where nobody is bored and, it's, <laughs> and porn will be less consumed. Well, you know what they say about people who are bored. What's that? Generally, they're boring. Oh, I love. I know that sounds that sounds a little cruel, but I mean it's true. It's like, well, what do you want the like the world to or the universe to entertain you? It's like figure out some things that turn you on. Yes, and, and things that turn you on don't have to be porn. Things that you get excited about, things that you enjoy doing, things that again, are congruent with what you want in your life and how you want to be. There's so much to do. Sometimes it could just be sitting in your yard and enjoying the sun on your skin. Not too much and use sunscreen. But, (laughs) (laughs) right, you know, and sometimes it can be just sitting down and reading a book or reaching out to a friend. Or it can be pleasuring yourself sexually. Mm -hmm. It can even be watching porn if it's not a problem. If you find yourself again, feeling compulsive about it or it negatively impacting your partner sex. And that's the message that I want to get. It's mm-hmm. not about you should, you shouldn't. Make your choices conscious with everything. Mm-hmm. And porn is one of those things too. And it's not real. It really isn't real. These are actors. <laughs> now they might be enjoying some aspect of it, but they're performing. And when people start performing in real life, and people call it all the time, right? It's like, I can't perform. Um, it's not as much fun. Right. It's not as enjoyable. Yeah. So forget about performing is for mm-hmm. porn and enjoyment and experience and pleasure is for sex. Mm. Two completely different things. I love it. So I'm glad we got a chance to talk about this. And I love some of the things you said. Yes, it can be really exciting and good. And so that is something to keep in mind too. Cause mm-hmm. if you're listening to like, well, porn's good. I love porn. I'm not telling you, you have to give it up. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, think about how it's impacting your life positively mm-hmm. or not. 
and make the best choices. And again, if you do feel this is something that you struggle with, which I'm guessing some people who are listening do, get some help. There's lots of great help out there. And it's not something I specialize in, but I do help a lot of men. I might have seen a couple of women over the last 20 years with this, but generally it's men who are suffering the most with this kind of compulsive behavior. But I know there are women out there too. Mm. I was wondering if if there were many women that have this type of of a... Um, it's not addiction. What's the word that you use? I call it compulsive behavior. Compuls- compu- compulsive yeah. behavior. I mean, there are. There mm-hmm. are definitely are women, but there are more men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh. So I don't know why. Mm. Wait, it doesn't Animal. matter. We're animals. We're all animals. <laughs> and maybe maybe the male's gender is more into, they're more sexually driven than women. I think maybe. women can be pretty sexually driven. I think that women can also be visual. So we say, well, men are visual, men are not. That's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the truth about porn. I'm glad we had a chance to talk about this. Listeners, if you have any questions or comments, you know how to reach me, Lori at drlauriebuckley.com. Definitely send me your thoughts and your questions and your inputs. I always want to hear it. If you're enjoying the show, we would so appreciate if you would give us a positive review. That means a lot to us. And I know I don't ask for it all the time, but it does mean a lot. So I'm hoping you'll take the time to do that and to tune in again next time because I always appreciate you listening to the show. And Melanie, I always appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you, Lori. I love always listening to what you have to say. I always learn from you. So thank you. And thank you for the opportunity. Well, thank you. (laughs) Bye everyone. Bye.